Hello, everyone. Well, it's been a few weeks. I just got back from a long road trip and getting back into the studio and all. Today, I want to introduce a special person to you. At least he and his life and story are pretty special to me. So stay tuned. He's found the space and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post almost made him in and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle and what a goal! What a goal! Hey everyone, this is Reb Brad. As I mentioned, I was recently on a long road trip, and I had a privilege of convening with a lot of different folks on the issue of sport and faith at a conference. During one of my presentations, I mentioned the person I'm going to talk about today, but surprisingly, there were quite a few people who didn't know this person at all. So I want to introduce you to him. Unfortunately, he is not in studio with me. It's actually someone from ancient history. His name is Martin, and here is his story. You see, Martin was born in what today we call Hungary, in the 4th century. As a young man, Martin was commissioned as a Roman officer. The son of a veteran, he was forced into military service, but his heart was really set on the things of God. Well, while traveling one cold winter day, Martin was moved with compassion at seeing a poor man begging outside the gates of Amiens, France. Seeing the man, naked and in the cold, it touched something off in Martin. Martin went over to him, cut his outer cloak in half, and he wrapped the man in it to take cover from the cold. That night, Martin went into the city with his troops, and he lay down and he records that in his dreams, he had a vision of Jesus Christ wrapped in the cloak, saying to him, Martin, you've not even been baptized, and you've covered me with this garment. Well, Martin woke up and and he was a little bit troubled. Uh, This vision was so powerful. He interpreted the dream to mean that by clothing the beggar, he had actually acted to clothe God himself. And Martin was so overwhelmed by this vision that he felt compelled to uh, soon after be baptized. Later, Martin sought to win a discharge from the army. He eventually became a hermit and founded a monastery in Tours, France. And it was here that Martin really began his ministry of caring for other people and encouraging people to follow his example and support him in his mission to care for people at the point of their need. Now, if you want to read more about Martin's life, look up a man named Sulpicius Severus. He is said to have traveled with Martin for much of his life, and he was a bit of a personal personal biographer, although Martin kind of shied away from having a lot of attention. After Martin's death in 397 AD, his disciples enshrined that piece of cloak in memory of Martin, in memory of his life and service. Now, Martin today is better known as St. Martin of Tours. Maybe you've heard of his name. The place where the cloak was kept, though, actually took on its name. Uh, that, that part of the cloak was called capella in Latin. It means little cloak or coat. In French, this word was translated as chapelle, and it's the English derivative for the term chapel. The caretakers of St. Martin's cloak became known as capellanus, which became chaplain in Old French, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, 
And ultimately, that's where we get the English word for chaplain. Martin is a venerated saint of the church. His feast day is today. It's November 11. Well, there's a lot more to Martin's story, a lot more things that, that come out of it, a lot more history, a lot more, uh, some things are legacy, some things are uh, a, a little bit of, you know, maybe mystery, maybe they didn't happen, maybe they did. But there's some interesting facts, a uh, fun fact, for example, Martin Luther was named after St. Martin because he was baptized on November 11, which is St. Martin's Day, in 1483. Uh, there's the other stuff of legend that I think sometimes it takes a little bit of faith and a little bit of discernment when you read and hear about everything attributed to Martin in his life, but it's a pretty cool thing, pretty cool story. The reason I want to share Martin's story with you, though, is for a number of reasons. First, maybe you're an athlete, a coach, an executive that works with a team. Actually, you might not be any of those, but you might encounter a chaplain someday in a different space and place. It might be in the game of soccer. It might be in a hospital or hospice. It could be in the military. These are some of the more familiar places where a chaplain uh, works and moves. Um, You might even know of a chaplain in a corporate or business setting. But what makes a chaplain is not necessarily a title. Now, I know folks who have the title of chaplain, both from my days in hospice and in football, and in truth, They don't act anything like a chaplain. I also know people who do not have an official title of chaplain, and yet they're some of the most chaplain-like people that I know. But essentially, here's the point. A chaplain is someone who covers people in need. A chaplain is someone who protects and upholds and honors the sacred. A chaplain doesn't have an agenda. A chaplain doesn't use someone for their position or their platform or their power or prestige. A chaplain is a steady presence. A a chaplain is really just a pastoral and caring person. A chaplain is a representative of God to the people they are called to serve. So, whenever you encounter a chaplain, or if you're in relationship with a chaplain, or if you're wanting to become a chaplain, I want you to be discerning. I, I want you to think about what is this person really about? Do they truly represent well the work and role of chaplain, or are they after something else? The second thing that I want to mention is that really we are all that naked beggar on the side of the road. We all need to be covered by God, and usually that happens through his representatives, through his people. Now, this may or may not necessarily be a chaplain in our lives. It could be that a parent, a pastor, a mentor, or a friend Someone else uh, work does the work of helping to cover us when we're most vulnerable or we're in need. The essence of covering others, of helping those that are vulnerable and struggling, this is really part of everyone's work who claims to follow Jesus. We're called to look after those who are in the most difficult of situations, the widow, the orphan, the poor person, the marginalized, the spiritually bereft and impoverished. In many ways, we are all called to be like Martin. Perhaps some listening are considering and contemplating a life of service and ministry, whether as pastor or chaplain. I want to encourage you to pursue that if God is calling you. Discern that call. Go to seminary. Get the training. It's never too late to start, and you're never too old. If you're a chaplain or a role similar, consider whether you are living out well that role and the office in the true spirit of chaplaincy. But also, I want to encourage all of us to have eyes filled with compassion 
to take the things that we have and to share them with others in need. And by doing so, we can clothe even Christ himself. Let me close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, give me eyes to see those hurting and vulnerable, those naked and marginalized and in need. Help me to cut my own clothes in half, to use my resources and the things you have given me to cover, to clothe, to care for the one who has little, the one who has nothing. Help me, like Martin, to abandon all for the sake of your call, to live the fullest expression of the life that you call me to live. And may you come to me, whether in dreams at night or in the last dream before heaven's flight, and be able to say to me, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. Amen. This is Rev coming to you from the Touchline.